0: So how many times when you say, oh yeah, I work at the temple, do people go, the temple?
1: Yeah, they think it's like this exclusionary thing, but the truth is that's not our real name. We're the Hebrew benevolent congregation, Kehilat, Gimilat, Chesed. And the reason why people call it the temple is because we were the only game in town for the longest time and the name stuck. It's a nickname.
0: Welcome to the podcast from The Temple.
1: I'm Rabbi Peter Berg,
0: And I'm Rabbi Lauren filson Lapitas.
1: This episode is brought to you by The Temple, Atlanta's oldest and youngest synagogue.
0: So how many cups of coffee have you had this morning?
1: I am at two cups of coffee already. It's eight o'clock in the morning. And the reason why is because I'm staring at all this podcast equipment and I can barely turn on my iPhone.
0: Right. And you had to drink it all before because we can't have any coffee near the expensive equipment.
1: But the pregame routine is on, and I am ready for our first podcast.
0: Can you believe it's here? To set the stage, we are sitting in the senior rabbi's study and sitting around a little round table that um, is the site of many meetings. A lot of things happen at this round table.
1: A lot of things happen at this table. In fact, a lot of the programs that we have at the temple are invented at this round table where these microphones are How many are times
0: have we had chips and queso at this table? We've had
1: a lot of uh, a fries. lot of meals at this table. I, you know, a few, a few shots of whiskey.
0: Of course, oh, but only for those who are over 21. That's true. Um, and have been ordained. Uh, a lot of coffee.
1: A lot of coffee. And this
0: is actually where this podcast was born.
1: I think the coffee is going to be the secret to this podcast.
0: Right, before you get to the equipment, though. Here we are.
1: Here we are. It's
0: really remarkable.
1: I'm really excited. This is something we've both been excited about for a long time.
0: Because right here at this table, um, two months ago, we had uh, kind of a voice from the heavens moment where we both agreed it was time to start a podcast. I'm sure you recall it vividly because nothing else has happened in the world since then. But I came in to one of our, our regular meetings and said, Peter, I really need a new project. I want something fun. I've been thinking I should start a podcast. And you looked at me like I had three heads.
1: I did not because I didn't like the idea because I actually had the same idea and I ran over to my desk and I grabbed this 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 envelope where I stuff all my ideas that are scary and I pulled out this scary idea that I had, which is we should do a podcast at the temple.
0: What's funny is it's a perfect measure of how we work together because it it's is. been 12 years. So I had all the ideas for content but had not done any of the ideas of how to pay for it. And you had all of the numbers I in mind. I had the numbers
1: ready to go. I knew how much it cost. I knew where we were going to find the money to do it. And um, uh, But uh, I think what was neat about it is it, it, it's a, a fun project for us to do together.
0: Yeah, this is like a work hobby.
1: It is a work hobby, and uh, but we're going to have fun. We're going to have a really good time.
0: Sure, and as long as we don't break said equipment, uh, we'll be fine. And we're delighted to have uh, Dan Fishman here helping us to record, to learn about how this all happens, and to help us with editing. And um, we've even settled on a name for the podcast.
1: We have settled on a name. We went back and forth on these names for a long time. We brought in in
0: reinforcements. Oh, yeah.
1: Our kids were involved last night at the dinner table. They were shouting at every kind of name possible. I have
0: the text thread because Micah and I were sitting in the living room. It was a lot quieter, I think, than your dinner. And we were all going back and forth. And I think we've landed on it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The names we came up with were, were great. Not names that people would necessarily understand. We had a few that related to Driving Miss Daisy, which you had to know about the movie. But but we're thinking of using the temple because that's our distinct identity. That's who we are.
0: So how many times when you say, oh, yeah, I work at the temple, do people go... The Temple?
1: Yeah, they think it's like this exclusionary thing, but the truth is that's not our real name. We're the Hebrew benevolent congregation, Kehilat, Gimilat, Chesed, and the reason why people call it the Temple is because we were the only game in town for the longest time and the name stuck. It's a nickname.
0: So whether you call it The Temple or The Temple, we are the podcast from The Temple.
1: We are the podcast from The Temple.
0: So what's on tap for our first episode?
1: Well, in many respects, the first episode is a way for us to set up what we hope to do in this podcast in general.
0: We talk a lot into microphones but it's often in certain events and certain classes and on very specific topics. And you know, part of what's neat about a podcast is we actually can expand into more of what we're thinking
1: yeah, and the, talk the,
0: about what our lives are like and what right. our community like. That's
1: right. The microphone we're usually talking into is the microphone on the pulpit. And that requires not only a certain kind of voice, but a certain kind of presentation. We wanted this to be different.
0: I think we want people to realize, um, as the title of our first episode shows, rabbis are people too. We don't just sit here waiting for for services each time. We're we're busy, we're around the community, and we hope that this podcast overall is going to help you meet some of the people we get to interact with and hear from all of our clergy and also just kind of hear what we're thinking, especially as we respond to world events, because there's a lot that goes into what you actually see outside of this office.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to be doing a lot of interviews with people we think you're going to enjoy connecting with, and and our clergy team will be here to share ideas and, and inspiration. But What does it mean, rabbis are people too, right? I mean, people think of us in a a certain way. They see us uh, on the pulpit. They see us downtown giving a speech at the Capitol. But they don't realize sometimes that we we do the same things that everybody else does. We go food shopping. We clean up the dog's poop. We we do what everybody else does.
0: So I've been thinking a bit about the generational differences. We are 10 years apart in our ordination. But I think both of us had the experience to a certain extent as children where the rabbi seemed to have it all together and was this perfect— on a pedestal person. And even if they were super nice and kind and we got to know them, the rabbi was kind of an elevated position. And we get plenty of respect, but I, I think that um, we get the most positive feedback when we are our most authentic selves yeah. and let people into the fact that we're struggling as parents and spouses and children and Absolutely. humans. Absolutely,
1: I remember growing up, my rabbi of blessed memory never spoke in public about himself or the struggles that he had and that he faced. And I think if we are role models, we can we can have some of these conversations in the, in the public sphere and uh, let people uh, peek into the window of, of the, the lives of rabbis.
0: Yeah, I hope people don't think we have it all figured out because take one step into uh, my house and it is a, a finely balanced schedule and um, it's joyous and chaotic and exciting and crazy, and, but that's life. And, and I really feel like being a rabbi is so much informed by what happens in the world and, and really what happens in our own personal lives as yeah. well.
1: So in this podcast, we're going to allow people to have a, a glimpse into these kinds of conversations that we have, but also to learn a little bit about the temple that you may not ordinarily have a chance to talk about. So one of the things I thought might be fun for us to talk about is— the kinds of questions that we get when when we see people, sometimes they call us on the phone, sometimes they stop us in the hallway, and as we said earlier, sometimes, you know, in the supermarket or where, wherever it is, we get lots of questions. I mean, some of them are just factual. You know, when does Hanukkah begin? Remind me again, Rabbi, how to light the Hanukkiah. But we get other questions, too. What kinds of questions do you get?
0: Sure. So I— would say far and away the first question I get is, I didn't know women could be rabbis, or how long have women been rabbis? And it's interesting because that answer has changed. It used to be, well, Sally Prezand was ordained in 1972, and now it's actually Rabbi Regina Jonas was ordained in 1935 um, and then murdered during World War II. Um, But it is kind of this reminder, just from the moment people meet me, that is their first question.
1: You know, a question I get all the time it's it's just interesting to to think about it uh, the question is is can can jews who have a tattoo be buried in a Jewish cemetery, I get that all the time, and I and I think uh, it's, it comes out of out of fear. It comes out of, uh, of course, it's an old wives' tale. Of course, you can be buried in a, in a Jewish cemetery, uh, but but there is a question about can you have a tattoo? And it's like everything in Judaism. There's no clear cut answer. I think that's part of what this podcast is about, trying to answer. Sure,
0: um, and I think it means that the people asking haven't met any of the rabbis who've served the temple who have tattoos, of which I think there's been at least more than one. It's not me.
1: And it's not me. Okay. Well,
0: now you know something else behind the scenes about the, the rabbis. I get a lot about um, Jews and hell and yeah. afterlife. Afterlife
1: and, is a big one. And, yeah. and and again, it's not a clear-cut answer. People are often surprised that in Judaism, it's not like there's just a one-second answer. And there's a spectrum. So the, those two questions, is there an afterlife and can you get a tattoo, have a spectrum of answers. And part of what we do is help explain that spectrum so people can find their place.
0: I also get how heavy is the Torah, and this is where parenting has helped me a lot, because I can say between 25 and 35 pounds, because when my son hit 25 pounds, the Torah no longer felt heavy. Um, and also what happens if you drop a Torah, yeah. and uh, how how old are the Torahs? There's a lot of questions about the Torahs.
1: Of course, the weight of the Torah itself um, is a good metaphor, right? That the Torah needs to be heavy, because uh, carrying the weight of the Torah is a heavy responsibility. You're
0: such a rabbi.
1: Yeah. I- <laughs> But I didn't use my rabbi's voice.
0: <laughs> There's that. Um, I also get the, do rabbis swear? Do rabbis have fun? What's it like being married to another rabbi? Which I always oh, joke is cooler Luckily, I don't sounds... have to do that one. The married to the yeah, other that's, rabbi. Yeah. That's true. People also ask about our lives, like what we like to do for fun, and... Whether we've had time off and things like that, I, I mean, sometimes the the frequent questions are really those of genuine interest that aren't so much about Judaism, but are really about being in the Jewish community, which is special.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, if a rabbi is supposed to be a role model in some respect, I think we that means we model everything. We model how to live a Jewish life, but we also model how to, how to have fun and how to be with our families. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's an important part of it.
0: When we were in rabbinical school, I don't know if they said this to you as well, there was the idea that you're only not a rabbi within the four walls of your home. So I think there is just this idea of wherever we go, especially if we're wearing a yarmulke, which probably we'll delve into in a a later episode, um, there is really the sense of we represent Judaism, rabbis, clergy, wherever we go.
1: What do you do when you're, you know, you know how it's it's 10 o'clock at night and and you forgot something for your kids and you have to- first of all,
0: I'm never awake at 10 o'clock at night. That's (laughs) true.
1: It's late at night and, and y- y- your kids forgot something for school and you have to run to the supermarket and you're, you know, practically in your pajamas and you're in the supermarket and you're standing in line and someone comes up to you and says, what's the meaning of it all? Why is there suffering in the world? And at first, you you, you know, you want you want to be annoyed because all you want to do is get the one thing. But then you sort of take a step back and, and there's an opportunity to to uh, help someone make meaning in the world.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I uh, so Thursdays are our days off Um broadly defined and I'm often in the farmers market I'm often at Costco um, what I've discovered part of being I think a woman rabbi is that people don't recognize me when I am in jeans if I put on a hat like a ball cap I'm absolutely unrecognizable um but there is just this idea of I see people I have time to sit and talk with them because I'm not running off to the next thing and I try to ask some questions I try to get to know them it's this idea of connecting on a human level one of the things that I think people, often talk about is, you know, the generations of rabbis before us were not so accessible. Like you didn't see them in the supermarket or you didn't, if you did, you wouldn't ask them questions or make jokes with them. And now we travel with our congregants and we travel with our teens and they see us and and we try to actually be more like them. Um, and I think that creates a whole different relationship
1: yeah and and making meaning you know if you read our mission and vision at the temple making meaning is 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 you can see it everywhere in every part of our mission and vision statement our job is to help people make meaning in their lives and and it's it is answering the questions that are uh you know at the top of our minds and some of the some of the questions are are really deep and they take a long time to answer and some are just silly i mean sometimes uh uh it, sometimes we do ask the rabbi with the with uh Uh, the uh, Bremen Education Center kids at the temple. And um, my favorite one, one kid uh, once raised his hand and asked me, he said, "Uh, do your kids call you rabbi at home? (laughs) Right. I mean, uh, right. So some of the questions are just silly, but we do have to take the time to answer them.
0: It's going to be fun in this podcast to to unpack some of these questions and also to continue to have more conversations, because I think we learned so much through our interactions with other people, and so we're excited that we'll be able to do some interviews yeah. and continue these conversations and, and bring in some of and our. And we colleagues.
1: had we had an idea that that maybe uh, our listeners might want to uh, suggest ideas, and and we have a mechanism so that our listeners can share ideas and feedback with us.
0: It is not our personal cell phone numbers, but instead, we invite you to email podcast at the org, um, and that is where you can give us feedback. Yeah, uh, we we, are interested. we know you won't be, be shy, um, but also questions um, that we'll try to answer on air uh, with each of our episodes. So I guess we survived this.
1: We survived our first podcast. We may even do it next time without coffee.
0: Maybe, although I still think I'm going to be sweating. Um, (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us uh, for this time. Uh, This is the podcast from The Temple.
1: Where we inspire lives and transform our world.